what if there were a fountain of youth pill that could add decades to your life? Would you take it? Unlocking the Fountain is a podcast about the mysteries of aging and the scientific quest to slow, stop, or even reverse it. When do you think we're going to have the first 150-year-old? I think that person's already alive. Unlocking the Fountain. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. I'm Dr. Brian Goldman, and you're listening to a bonus podcast edition of White Coat Blackheart. Our main show this week features an interview with Dr. David Mulder. He's the longtime physician for the Montreal Canadiens, who's retiring from the hockey team after a career spanning more than five decades. On that show, Mulder talked in dramatic detail about the night in January 2000 when the good doctor and colleagues saved the life of forward Trent McCleary. During a game against the Philadelphia Flyers, McCleary took a puck to the neck that fractured his larynx. The redirection and McCleary just blocked the shot by Terrian and that stings. Into the ribcage. I'm not so sure it wasn't right into the face. Ouch. McCleary just slid the wrong way, and you can see the pain he is in right now. That night was his most dramatic encounter with Dr. Mulder, but it's not the only one. He had yet to become a hab the first time he received emergency treatment from Mulder. Can you give us a hi, my name is? Hi, my name is Trent McCleary. I'm uh, currently an investment advisor at CIBC World Markets, Wood Gundy, and I'm a former... NHL hockey player, former NHL scout, and also current uh, coach for a U15 AA female hockey program in Swift Current, and uh, loving life. And I can understand why. Uh, <laughs> uh, Trent McCleary, welcome to White Coat Black Art. Great to be here, Brian. Thanks for having me. Trent, tell me about the first time you met Dr. Mulder. Oh, first time I met Dr. Mulder, I was playing for the Boston Bruins. I, uh, it was a preseason game, and uh, one of the Canadian defensemen came down and just great, clean, open check, open ice check. But uh, unfortunately, I pretty much shattered my nose. And uh, Dr. Mulder was the uh, the physician for the Canadians, of course, and and the physicians uh, do take care of both teams. So after the game, he came over to uh, to straighten my nose, and uh, when I was with uh, in the Molson Center, I guess, and this would have been in '97, I believe. Yeah, so probably September of uh, 1997, and so- uh, he fixed my nose and and uh, got to know him a little there, and uh, had quite a few meetings with him later after that. He fixed your nose. How did he do that? He did it right on the spot. Oh yeah, he uh, basically had me sit on the end of the bench, and he—I think he put some forceps or something in my one nostril and lifted me. Basically, lifted me up off the bench with it, oh, and uh, it cracked and was blood everywhere. And it's like, okay, hey Trent, how you doing? Are you okay? It's like, okay, yep, okay. Now just get ready. We're gonna do the other side now. And I'm just—that's like, oh, you got to be kidding me. You couldn't have done them both at the same time. But uh, so yeah, this, that was our first meeting, and he fixed it right then and there. And uh, and uh, although I might snore a little because of that, but everything's everything's pretty good. So then, around two years later, you join the Montreal Canadiens, and he becomes your team doctor. Compared yep. with other teams you'd been on, what set Doctor Mulder apart? <laughs> 
Well, probably for me, his his presence. Like just even at that point in time, you, like he's very distinguished. Like he'd he'd walk into the room or walk into the the clinic, and uh, like everybody would just, oh, Doctor Mulder's here, and just the respect that he he garnered was uh, was something that was noticeable right from the get go. What was his bedside manner like? I mean, you had you already had a taste of it when he fixed your nose. Oh, like I said, personable. Like I said, he's uh, uh, of course he he came from Essen, Saskatchewan, so his English was is perfect, and so was his French. His his bedside manner was like anybody from Saskatchewan, basically no nonsense, but uh, definitely a sense of humor as well. And you would know since uh, you're a Saskatchewan boy yourself, aren't you? Yep. Yeah. I, he's from Aston. I'm from Swift Current. So we're about a uh, little over, little over two hours away. So you became a Montreal Canadian, and on January the 29th, 2000, you suffered an incredibly serious injury on the ice. You almost yep. died right in the middle of a game, and and you know certainly people around the world heard about it. But I want you to take me back to that moment and describe it from your point of view. Uh, so basically, it was. In the second period, went down to block a shot and uh, essentially threw myself on the ice to try to block it and misjudged the timing of it. And the Philadelphia Flyers defenseman shot the puck and it hit me directly in the larynx and it essentially crushed my larynx, my throat, yes. So it uh, instantly I play stopped. It's funny because your your larynx or your your throat is it's a round bone, and it took absolutely all the all the force from the slap shot. He the puck didn't deflect at all. It was kind of funny because you actually look at the replay and you can see him trying to toe drag the puck away because it didn't it didn't move. It didn't it didn't deflect at all. It just absorbed it right on my uh, right on my throat, and uh, of course the pain was immense immediately. But the biggest thing was I, that it was hard to breathe. It felt like somebody, I was breathing through a straw and somebody was slowly pinching the straw. That was kind of a scary point in time. And at that point, the trainers had got on the ice. I knew basically the doctors are basically right behind the bench in Montreal. And that's where I wanted to get to. Because I knew Dr. Mulder, if, uh, if something was wrong, I wanted him. So basically, me and the trainers got off the ice. I think I took one step and pretty much ran out of air at that point and collapsed. And Dr. Mulder basically caught me. So you remember Dr. Mulder catching you? Yep. Yep. I remember skating off, taking one step, and then everything just went black. But you know, I guess you've been told uh, what happened subsequently uh, you know, from 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 that moment on the you know from the moment you collapsed to being brought to the Montreal General Hospital and getting emergency surgery. What have you been told about what happened? Oh, quite a bit. Just that I wasn't the most uh, uh, benign patient. I was. I, I threw one of my uh, trainers over the bench, just panicking, trying to uh, grab my throat. Because like just instinct, and uh, like I said, there was blood everywhere, uh, spitting blood. Just it was it was chaos in the dressing room in the clinic, and uh, thank thank goodness we had trainers in numbers 
because as you can imagine, I'm thrashing around in an absolute panic with skates on and fists and just trying to survive. But uh, the, the doctors, the trainers, the medical team did an amazing job at uh, getting me subdued, getting me in the ambulance and getting me off to uh, the Montreal General. Dr. Mulder said if I wouldn't have skated off, I probably would have died on the ice. Wow. It was that, it was that close just because by the time I would have, or by the time a doctor would have got on the ice, it would have been a minute or two that, uh, that I had. The climate is changing. So are we. I'm Laura Lynch, and I host What on Earth? That's CBC's Climate Solutions podcast. Twice a week, we take you around the world to find the people who are trying to build a better future for all of us. We explore Indigenous science, new technologies. We talk openly about mental health and climate anxiety. We also take your smart questions all the time. Come find What on Earth wherever you get your podcasts. Do you remember seeing Dr. Mulder after it all happened, the first time you saw him? It must have been in hospital. Yeah, he, him and my, and my fiance at the time, Tam, were, uh, were right there when I basically woke up the very first time. And the, the good thing is I saw her and then I saw him and uh, I couldn't talk. Like they had uh, intubated me. I had uh, cords coming out of everywhere and there was a lot going on. But but he was right there, and like the uh, the father figure, the doctor, the 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 cliche, uh, he was he was right there, and he he meant the world to me. So you think he saved your life? Hundred percent. You had a long, long road to recovery. Maybe not that long compared to some people, but. Uh, uh, then you tried to get back to playing uh, hockey, and Dr. Mulder also just happens to be the guy who withdrew your medical clearance, effectively told you you'd never play again. What was that moment like? Uh, it was actually, it was kind of relieving, in a sense, just because I, unfortunately, I, I knew I couldn't go. I knew I couldn't get the volume of air that I needed, and uh, so when, when Dr. Mulder, he did tests and he watched me and I got in a preseason game and for him to, to pull my medical clearance, it was, I, I'm glad it was him. And I'm glad that we had the talk together, but I, I kind of knew it in the back of my mind and he's not going to pull any punches. He tells it the way it is. And uh, I was very, very glad that he was the one to, that told me that it was, it was over. I wouldn't want to get bad news from anybody else just like the compassion that he has the the knowledge that he has the experience it, it was soothing of course Saskatchewan was our link and uh just talking about guys that we knew in common he was he was more than just a doctor he was he was a friend when you're when you could talk about home when you're when you're 3,000 miles away and you could talk about home and talk about guys that you know and it it matters and it makes a connection and now Dr. Mulder's retiring after six decades with the Montreal Canadiens. What would you like to say to him? What would you want to say to him right now? What a career. And it's amazing. Like he's, he's set the bar. He's, he's the standard. He's the, he's the template for doctoring in the NHL. Even through my accident, there's been different 
processes and procedures and where the doctors are in relation to the uh, to the to the ice in the most of the time before i got hurt most of the doctors were up in the halo watching from the stands essentially i i think montreal was the only team that had them like uh, well basically right beside the ice if they would have been up in the halo i would have died if i didn't skate off i would have died there's so many things that have changed because of of the processes and procedures that Dr. Mulder has had, had has had in place for years with Montreal, so now uh, he's set the standard. He's wrote the book. It's been that good of a career. And you have a whole new perspective now as a hockey coach. You're often the one shuffling out onto the ice when one of your players is injured. Being on that side of things, how does it make you reflect on what Dr. Mulder did for you and your teammates over the years? Well, it, it's. You, you you never know. That's what the one thing that you're coming out there. Is it just a, is it a bruised ego, or is it a fractured larynx? I said you you don't know. You, the game happens so fast, and so that's kind of the like he's went out to see how many different players and how many different situations, and you have to adapt. and And he's done that for for 60 years, which is which is just incredible. What's one thing you've learned from him that you now apply on the ice as a hockey coach yourself? Uh, <laughs> um, play every game like your last. Coach every game like it's your last. My my circumstances were very unique, and but that's the one thing he always said. It's like you just never know, and well, COVID's taught us that as well. You you never know when something could get taken away from you. So if if anything, Doctor Mulder is. I just reiterated is enjoy your time because you never know when your career, when your coaching career, when your hockey career, with your business career, it might be your last day. So that's, that's probably one of the big things that I've taken away from uh, Dr. Mulder. Wow. What a beautiful memory. Trent McCleary, thank you so much for speaking to me. Hey, anytime. It's my pleasure. And for Dr. Mulder, what a fabulous career. Congratulations. You, you deserve retirement more than anyone, but I know you won't slow down. You, you, you will always have something going. Take care. That was my conversation with retired NHL player Trent McCleary. If you like this episode, please give us a rate and review wherever you listen. I'm Brian Goldman, and that's medicine from my side of the gurney. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.